1: Hello and welcome into Brewcast for Amazing Brew on the SB Nation Podcast Network. Luke Giardi here along with Scotty White. We're here on Monday night, September 12th, as we head into Tuesday, September 13th. If you're listening on the podcast, if you're with us here on the Amazing Brew YouTube page, we are live as we're going to be doing uh, throughout the season on Monday nights, recapping the weekend's game, looking ahead to what we have coming up here this weekend and Obviously, uh, a little bit of noteworthy stuff to happen over the weekend, but before we get into it all, Scotty White, what's going on, man? How are we doing here tonight? Doing good, man. Yeah. Uh,
2: I'm excited to talk about the win.
1: Michigan's 2-0,
2: um, so nothing to complain about there. And hey, we finally got a starting quarterback, so obviously that is going to be a big part of our discussion tonight.
1: Yeah, so we uh, we got that answer, you know, um, that was the big thing going in here that, This season, Jim Harbaugh doing something kind of unconventional. Uh, He was going to let these guys go out and, you know, straight meritocracy. One of these guys was going to win the job. Um, We weren't sure if it was going to bleed even a little past the Hawaii game, but... Uh, the nice thing about it was that we got our answer on Saturday night and there was zero doubt left out there. I think at least in my mind and I think 99% of people's minds, um, you know, there's still probably 1% that uh, uh, isn't fully convinced quite yet. But J.J. McCarthy, he, he went out and he played a damn near flawless game on Saturday night.
2: Yeah, I uh, I thought there was no doubt either. I mean, I, I, what I was expecting to happen was J.J. to go out and do that. Um, but obviously I knew that Cade was going to get some time as well. And with how, ba- I mean, dude, that first drive, I was like, oh my God, this is going to be just a mess. The like, first, this, the first
1: run, dude, Corum yeah. didn't even get touched till he was like 17 yards down the field. I was like, this yeah. is going to be an absolute bloodbath. Yeah. And then Roman Wilson just wide open for the
2: touchdown. So I was thinking, okay, you know, JJ is going to absolutely feast on this, but they're going to bring Cade in and he's going to as well. But Kate struggled, man. I don't know if if it was the the quarterback competition getting in his head. Obviously, he, he had some reps with the second string O line, and and he had some guys in his face. Yeah. Um. But but he got the first string O line out there for a drive and threw a pick, so he didn't look like himself. That's for sure. Um. And and after that, and JJ, I mean, the first drive, Kate came in. I think they went three and out. Kate, JJ comes right back in. They score a touchdown. Um. So that's when it when it became extremely clear for me
1: yeah i like i legit felt bad for kate out there man just on like a human being level you know because he he almost looks like a shell of himself right now and it doesn't sound like that's that's the case in practice which you know kind of sucks for him um and and it's just tough to see a little bit because a man played with so much confidence last year sounded like he was incredibly confident coming into the season and I don't know. He, he just, he hasn't handled it nearly as well as JJ. And uh, quite honestly, JJ went out there and he took his opportunity by the horns and he's played incredibly well, not only against Hawaii, but every time he was in against Colorado state as well, like he just hasn't looked bad at all this year, you know, and, you know, maybe there will be some growing pains as the season moves forward. And, They play a team with a pulse. Uh, The nice thing is they aren't going to have that for another week here. So it's another week for him to get a little more comfortable with the starting role. Maybe, you know, I saw, you know, Space Coyote on Twitter kind of talk about uh, some misalignment things that he's going to have to clean up as he takes more command and control of this offense. And that's going to be the the big thing. That's going to be the next big step for him because watching him, it's the ball just seems to fly different in the air, right? Like it just spins different on (laughs) his throws. Uh, The, the one, obviously to Roman Wilson, he could have punted that first one down there, but that post, you know, uh, to, to Cornelius Johnson, the strike to Ronnie Bell in the end zone, the, the touchdown pass to Cornelius Johnson just before halftime was was, unbelievable. Like that was, that was, that, that's just a different throw you know what i'm saying that yeah. is he he can do that and not a lot of other guys can
2: yeah dude i don't care who you're playing like that's that 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 throw to cornelius in the end zone was incredible um and the, the one up to Dono was perfectly placed too that was almost a touchdown pass as well um i mean like harbaugh said it was nearly flawless i mean it, it essentially was there was one incompletion and it was a drop it was a good throw um I mean, dude, you're completely right. I mean, the opportunity was there for both of them. And I really, like you said, I mean, there's got there's probably 1% out there. But, I mean, you can't watch those two games of football and tell me that JJ's not QB1. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm really happy that it's settled now um, because I did not want this to bleed into the UConn game and, and still be up in the air, have it drag on. I mean, if it dragged into Big Ten play, then it becomes a serious problem. Yeah. Um, and, I mean – it's crystal clear. JJ's the guy, um, and we've we've got our QB.
1: Yeah. Now the question is, and I think everyone has a, an idea of it because we've seen flashes. But what exactly does this mean? You know, for Michigan's offense, and for me. The, the question becomes, like, obviously, we've always talked about JJ as a run threat, right? And mm-hmm. every time he's got in, like, he's always been a threat to run. He's been primarily put in to run, and particularly to run read options at times. But now that he is the guy for the rest of the season, how much of that, you know, how much do they protect him? Uh, on the offensive side of things you know what I'm saying like yeah. are are we are we still going to see a, a lot of the same play calling that we saw with Cade where it's just a design thing we saw it with Shea Patterson too right like yeah. he was able to to move with his legs but a lot of times they didn't run those really read options they didn't give Shea the option to keep the, the ball a yeah. whole lot you know are we going to see that with JJ now that he's a guy now that he's going to be taking pretty much all the snaps right like mm-hmm. I mean, we had J.J. packages when Cade was the guy because of J.J.'s, you know, dynamic ability. We're not – I don't think we're going to see Cade packages. You know, it doesn't really make sense from that standpoint because he's not a mobile guy like J.J. is, so – Uh, I think it's going to be J.J. taking pretty close to 100% of the snaps. Maybe, you know, for maybe three more games, you you see maybe Alex Orgy because he he gets three more games before he burns the red shirt. So maybe we'll see a couple more packages along the line for him. But other than that, it's going to be all J.J. So how much is this offensive staff going to be protecting him and making sure that he stays healthy for the grind that is Big Ten play?
2: Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> we talked about it last week. He, he took he took a shot um, <clears throat> in the in the run game, and, and that makes me nervous. I talked a lot about the injuries last week. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, last year the situation with Cade and JJ was so unique because, you know, Cade has been there. He's a starter. JJ's just a true freshman, but he's just too talented to keep off the field. But kind of like we talked about, you know, you're not going to see those packages with Cade because there isn't really anything that Cade can do that JJ can't do um and and that's just kind of the difference between the two of them um and and i'm really excited to get to to the first game where we really see jj play a full four quarters um because i mean that hawaii game just like that it's over um 42-0 at halftime you know he's not going to come back out um and it's going to be the same thing against uconn so and, and it'll be interesting to see too um obviously he'll get more experience under his belt and get more comfortable this week um I mean, UConn can't stop anything. Um they, yeah, they we'll get, up we'll a get lot into of that a little later. Passing, but, oh but man. Yeah. It's it's gonna be a bloodbath. Um but yeah, I mean, even against Maryland, you never know um, how far they'll they'll keep him in the game. Um but yeah, I mean there's there's definitely gotta be something done to protect him. But it's also it's a win. Like like harbaugh has been saying, it's it's a blessing to have two really capable quarterbacks. Yeah. If Cade needs to come into the game. I think that his confidence is going to be up. And I think that like, he he is probably the best backup quarterback in college football.
1: And, and, and quite honestly, it might be a blessing for him, particularly from what we've seen over the last couple of games, that it's just decided at yeah. this point, right? Because moving forward, if they need Cade, and there's a very realistic possibility that they could need him, right? Because of what we're talking about right now. Yeah. JJ's run ability is awesome. But there's always that factor of he could get banged up, even for a, a play or two or a series or anything right. like that, right? But the the pressure is no longer on Cade. And, you know, I he he had a lot of pressure on him last year, and he always delivered. That's why it's been kind of shocking to see yeah. what, he, him almost become a shell of himself over these last couple of games because he was fighting for that position. Um, but, it's like, it's over. You know that there won't be really pressure on him when he comes back into the game, other than pressure from the team and winning the game. But there's there's nothing hanging over him at this point, right? right? It's been decided at this point, so that part of it's not hanging over him. So I think if he has to come in, he's just gonna be he's gonna be just fine.
2: Yeah, no, it's it's been it's been weird to see. I mean, honestly, from what I heard going into the season, I was expecting Cade to win the job. Um, you know, BTN did their their tour where they were going to all the practices. Um, and they said that the ball didn't hit the ground when Cade was in and, and it looked like he was clearly the guy. Um, obviously Harbaugh says it's been kind of a thing in like the last you know week or so and into the season for JJ. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was expecting to see a totally different Cade going into the season, which, which we did see, but it was on the reverse side of, of what I was expecting.
1: Yeah, for sure. And quite honestly, it, it's, it's been so blatantly obvious over these two games, I thought it was going to be tight, and it honestly hasn't been. No. JJ, it, it, it's it's clear as day that it's it's time to go to JJ, and he does add just a, a whole other bit of this offense, man. Because not only does he have the arm talent, I, I think what's not talked about a whole lot is his downfield accuracy. Like oh my God. a lot, it's we we of- see a lot of guys, like you know, Joe Milton comes to mind. Yeah, he had a cannon arm. But he he wasn't a guy who's gonna fit it in the tight right. windows 30, 40 yards down the field consistently. Yeah. JJ Ken and the the way the ball flies for him. You talk you talked about the throw to Donovan Edwards. Like just go watch that play and watch how the ball flies in the air. It just yeah. looks different when it comes off his hand, the way he spins that thing. And the the spiral on that deep post to Cornelius Johnson. I don't know if it's just the cameras or what, but it mm-hmm. looks amazing flying through the air like that. Like that's his that's what he's got though. We saw it last year. Uh, a couple of times. You know, he he had some real good shots obviously uh Dalen Baldwin in the opener uh yep. against Western Michigan where he threw it uh, probably longer across the field than he did yep. downfield, but that was right on the money. The touchdown pass along the sideline I think to Dalen Baldwin in, in Camp Randall at Wisconsin yep. too when he came in late. That one just kind of dropped it out of the air right into the breadbasket. Like yep. that is the other part of this that JJ has. He is not an inaccurate guy, man. No. He is on the money with a lot of his throws. Now it's going to come down to decision making, right? Because yeah. that was the one knock on him last year mm-hmm. was his. He was a bit turnover prone. We saw it in the Michigan State game. I mean, even his rushing touchdown against Maryland, he dropped the snap. You know, he he put it on the ground a little bit last year. Threw a potentially interceptable pass on the slant route. Uh, that was that was a drop. That one against a good defense could be going for six the other way. It's those little things that he's got to clean up. But if he does, I mean, good lord, this could lock unlock. Excuse me, a whole new level to this offense. Oh yeah, dude.
2: I mean, there's a reason he was eleven for twelve. And like I said earlier, it was a one drop. I mean, every single pass right on the money and. Yeah, a lot of those guys were pretty wide open. But that Cornelius deep ball, he, he had a step or two, but that's a very difficult throw. Obviously, mm-hmm. the one in the end zone to Cornelius, that, that one was perfect. Um, the arm talent is, I mean, I, I can't think of a quarterback in, in my time. Obviously, a big part of my life watching Michigan football was the Rich Rod Brady Hoke era where it was kind of rough. Um, obviously Denard was really good, but his, his arm talent wasn't really there. I can't think of a quarterback that I've seen, um, in my lifetime that that's been like JJ. No, uh,
1: not, not at Michigan, right? Like he's, he's got some running ability like Denard. He can sling that thing though, too. You know, I mean, this, this could be like what we've been waiting for in the Arba era. You know? Yeah,
2: I mean the, the teams that are going to the playoff and winning the national championships have elite quarterback play, and and that's what Michigan's problem has been. And, and JJ
1: can be that answer. He can be the key. He he's different. He's him. Uh the, this comment from open-minded thinkers here, he said, our receivers just need to drop uh stop dropping so many catches. And I'll tell you what, uh it 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 went away, but over the first about five to six quarters, and the the drops from Ronnie Bell were kind of becoming a concern for me. But he's—I know he's working his way back. Like that's tough. Mm-hmm. He he didn't play an entire season last year. He got hurt in the yeah. first quarter, right against Western yeah. last year on the punt return. It was—I yeah, mean, it was first game. he missed a whole year. He hasn't played football in over a year. So I'm so I was like, it, it was becoming a concern. But looks like he's just starting to get in the back in the groove uh, a little bit, you know, and. They haven't really dropped many JJ passes. You know what I'm saying? There, there were a couple. I, I guess you could go back. I don't know if Cornelius Johnson really had many chances in that first game against Colorado State on some of those throws from Cade. Uh, mm-hmm. But I know that that dropped. Did have a couple, yeah. Yeah, they, they are. They certainly are a concern. Uh, but that might just be. That might come now more with. Look, it's just going to be one guy getting the the reps with the ones in practice. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Because obviously JJ throws it differently than Kate. Like we we keep talking about that, and there's no question that that that's the case. So I think there might be some more chemistry there when JJ is getting all the reps with the ones all week.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. And I mean, we're kind of already seeing it. I mean, there's been one incomplete pass that JJ's thrown this year. Yeah. Uh, he was used for four in the first game, um, and and that one incompletion, Yes, it was a drop, but I mean. One incompletion on sixteen passes so far. I mean, you, you can't ask for much better than that.
1: Yeah. So, uh, I mean, we're gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be interesting uh, here this week. I think talking about the receivers a little bit. You know, we kind of expected Cornelius Johnson. Uh, I think we. We. I, I think we'll still see Ronnie Bell uh, get back into the fold. We kind of thought he could still be the the top wide receiver, but so far, man, it's been Roman Wilson. This oh, yeah. guy has been making plays, and you know we we knew that they were going to scheme up some things for him, given that he went to high school just down the road uh, from from Hawaii there, and they wanted to get him involved early. I didn't know it was going to be second play of the game uh, going into the end zone, but the little reverse to him too. But this guy's legit, man. Like this is this is a big step, and this is elite speed that he has that with a guy like JJ and we'll, we'll talk about maybe getting Donovan Edwards a little more involved in the past game and and things like that. Um, but that, that could unlock something completely different as well. Right? Like, especially with a guy that can get you the ball down the field and is willing to take those shots.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, Roman has just been so impressive because of the fact that he has four touches, I think this year, and he's turned three of them into touchdowns. I mean, when he gets the ball, the explosiveness, I think he's averaging 32 yards per touch. Like, he's just so explosive. His speed's crazy. Um, but, yeah, I was surprised um, after the first game that Ronnie Bell only had one reception. Um, mm-hmm. But they just spread out the wealth so much. But, I mean, six receptions, um, and he got his first touchdown against Hawaii. Um, so, he's he's definitely emerging as a main target. I've been a little surprised by um, the lack of play and touches from Andrell Anthony. Is is really yeah. the only one. I think I've only seen him what, one one catch, maybe one or two. Yeah, and I've
1: um we're not we're just not seeing a lot from him. Um, uh we're not seeing him seeing him out there a lot. Yeah, you know what I'm saying?
2: That's, yeah, that's been a little bit surprising you know?
1: to me. Um but yeah,
2: other than that, Roman, uh Cornelius. Ronnie, I think I think those that that's the, that's your big three right there, and, and yeah, they yeah.
1: they it feels like they've separated themselves a little bit, you know, because that you, you still have you have a bit of a cluster uh, after yeah. that. You still got AJ Henning, like you said, you got on Drell. Sounds like I mean, it it'll be interesting to see what they do with a guy like Darius Clemens. Like, yeah. do do they want to? Play him in more than four games and burn that red shirt here this year. Just get him in the four and and get him some experience. But it, it's it's definitely a stacked receiver room, and you can definitely tell why Mikey moved to the defensive side of the ball. And He's been great over there.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's just so many guys over there. It's it's hard to get everyone to touch. Um, I mean, that that was the funny thing about Colorado State. Like, two receptions was the most uh, for one guy. Um, yeah. But I mean, as we get into these games where the starters are out there for the whole game. It's, it's, I think we're going to start seeing more of um, Cornelius, Ronnie, and Roman kind of emerge, get most of the targets. Um, I mean, it's not going to be 42-0 to at halftime every week where you have enough right. room to put every single person in the game. You know.
1: And then what we saw, you're going to see when he's healthy, and we'll talk about that a little bit here too, but as soon as they motioned out Donovan Edwards, had him one-on-one with a linebacker, I mean, that's going to be a mismatch all day long. If Michigan yep. can exploit that throughout the year, because that's the thing. They go to these two tight end sets a whole lot and they're running it down your throat. And Donovan Edwards is an incredible running back. Like his, his cutting his vision. He's remarkable between the tackles. All of a sudden you got the personnel out there, you know, to stop that. All they got to do is motion him to the outside or in the slot. And you put a linebacker on him and you're barbecue chicken, man. And we saw that a great throw uh, to him down the sideline. I don't think, um, so Jim Harbaugh said he's working through something today. Uh, we, we, don't really know exactly what it is. Sounds like maybe a tweaked ankle or, or something along mm-hmm. those lines. I don't, I, I mean, against UConn, I doubt we see him this week. I think we're going to see a little bit of Blake Corum and I think we're going to see a lot of CJ Stokes on Saturday. Definitely. Um, but <laughs> When he's healthy, man, if he can, when he gets back, like that is just a, a matchup nightmare. And he's so good at catching the ball and so good at running routes. That's that's another one. Like JJ Donovan Edwards uh, in Big Ten play is going to be a major key for this team,
2: dude. That duo <laughs> is just unfair, and that's what's so impressive about him. He's so Dono. He is so versatile. I mean, mm-hmm. he comes out for that route that's not an easy catch to make for, for a receiver. I mean, he went up and pulled that in like, yeah, he's a running back. Like, I mean, to be able to do both of those things at a division one power five top five team in the country level is it just, it blows my mind. Like, I mean, yeah. And that, that JJ to Donovan Edwards connection. Um, I wish that we could have that every year for the rest of my life for Michigan football we get it at least
1: two. one more, you know, at least one. Yeah. It's, it's going to be, we, we, we be get great. this year, next year for sure. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's going to be a sight. Even had, even had Dante Moore tweeting about it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You never know. And with, with this Notre Dame collapse, you know, you never know what the recruiting cycle is oh, going to look yeah. like.
1: I'll, I'll tell you yeah. what, Jaden Davis saw a heck of a show through the air Yeah, on Saturday night in Ann Arbor. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we didn't learn much against Hawaii. Don't think we're going to learn much here this week as well, man. Yeah. Uh Yukon comes in. They're one and two on the year. Uh they got absolutely trounced by Syracuse. They beat Central Connecticut 28 to 3, but the one that sticks out to me is them losing to Utah State. Like uh, yeah, they they won their conference a year ago, right? Go look at Utah State; they just got beat to Weber State like thirty-five to seven last week. Yeah, it is. Uh, this is this is another one. I think the spreads at forty-six and a half. Like th- this is just another one. Like, what are we really going to learn against UConn? It's it's going to be, it's it's pretty much a glorified scrimmage, actually. Uh, you know, Michigan probably gets more out of their practices, than they are going to get out of this UConn game here. Yeah. You know, knock on knock on wood. I mm-hmm. I don't think that. There's there's much of an issue there, but App State has broken my brain, so uh, we're, we're going to go ahead and knock on wood a little bit there. But this is another one, just going out and getting reps. Um, personally, unpopular opinion. I didn't mention this. I didn't like uh, the twos starting the half on both sides of the football. I would still like to see the ones get the first offensive series and the first defensive series just to get them – Continue to get them used to that and coming yeah. out and, and playing. I, I I want them to start both halves. I know it's probably an unpopular opinion given, you know, injuries. You don't want to see anything like that. But I would have liked to see the the first-team offense and the first-team defense out there. Even if you throw Kate in with the first-team offense right away, I, I want to see that. I, I don't like the just completely sitting guys coming out of halftime.
2: Yeah, no, I, I can see that. And it, it it makes me a little bit nervous for, for maybe a slow start against Maryland because, I mean, Michigan did not uh, schedule any talent uh, in this non-conference of the 2022 no. season.
1: Um, it is about as bad as it gets. Like that, is... These these might be the, the three war... – this might be yeah. like three of the bottom 20 teams in all of college football. Yeah, but hey, dude, I mean, you get three wins
2: and go and take care of business in Big Ten, maybe lose a game, you can still get into the playoffs. So, I mean, I think it's smart scheduling. Um, Preseason games are getting us tuned up. Um, But I kind of lost my train of thought there. Um, Yeah, I was going to say it makes me a little bit nervous going to the Maryland game for a potential slow start. Because, I mean, first of all, they haven't played anybody, so they're not going to be used to Mm -hmm. any real competition on a Saturday game day. Um, and yeah, like you said, nobody's playing more than a quarter and a half because the game scores already 42 to zero and the same thing's going to happen against UConn this week. So um, I I kind of think that's a good idea to to get them. Yeah, it's it's risking injuries, but at the same time, it, it, it might just better you for the next week.
1: Yeah, I- exactly. Because you don't want to you don't want any complacency to kind of step in. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it, and it can, you know, that that's a real thing. I don't know if it will with this team because they got some great leaders out there. I just personally, I don't like to see it. I want, you know, the the ones to go out there to begin the second half. That's just, and just one series, get them, you know, because you go through the halftime warmups after the locker room, it just gets you into that routine of being ready to go immediately to begin the second half.
2: Yeah, no, I think that's a good idea. Um, I doubt that it happens because... Like I said, it, it probably will be in the 40s by halftime. Um, yeah. First of all, I feel bad for anybody that, that done the Michigan spread last week because to, to be up 42-0 at halftime, and then, to, I mean, obviously they're not trying in the second half. They don't care about the spread. Um, so I, I'm staying away from that this week.
1: Yeah, it's probably a good idea. But I, I don't want to be on the other side of it either. Oh, no. It's just a, it that, those just kind of games that just, way. Just, just stay away. Because you'd have to imagine, even the second team defense didn't feel too good about letting up a, a touchdown to Hawaii. So I'm sure oh, they yeah. got a, a fire lit up under them. So you just never know. It's 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 a tiff, tough spread to to get behind when this Michigan team doesn't want to go out and embarrass a whole right. lot of guys. I mean, if, I don't know. If maybe Michigan, maybe Jim Arba wants to go embarrass Jim Mora, though. You know, you, you never, you never, know. Know. You you, never you, know. You might not take it easy on a guy like Jim Mora.
2: Yeah. I mean, if Michigan wants to in the Hawaii game and this Yukon game, they could let's be honest, they could win a hundred to zero.
1: Yeah. Oh, no question. No question about yeah. it. Um, they come in, uh led by Zion Turner, their quarterback. He's completing under 60% of his passes. He's got a five point three average, four touchdowns and three interceptions. It's it's been tough. And not against a very good schedule, mind you. Like I said, Utah State and Syracuse um nathan carter averages six and a half yards a carry on 59 attempts that's been aided by a 52 yard run aaron turner he's got 11 receptions for 161 yards a touchdown 14.6 average so uh there's the three guys that you're going to be hearing you know i guess the most of on saturday but it's it's tough to even like look ahead to you know these games a whole lot here's an interesting one what happened to the 2016 Michigan versus Rutgers Jim Harbaugh here's the thing about that game if you go back and watch though they were running fullback dives for like 40 yard touchdowns in that game that 2016 Jim Harbaugh against Rutgers gave Chris Ash every opportunity not to get totally embarrassed and their defense couldn't even stop that I think that was
2: more just Rutgers was that 2016 team was one of the worst I've seen in my whole life. I remember going into that game.
1: It was not a big 10 football
2: team. No, I remember going into that game and I saw that it was a road game at night. And I was like, Hey, you never, I said, I remember saying to my dad, I was like, Oh, you never know. It could be a sneaky, tough game. I don't know why that thought came. I, I remember
1: from that game, I remember uh, they were the stands. They they showed a shot in the stands. Rutgers got their first first down of the game like late third quarter, and their fans were all high five, and they were Early, just yeah. happy to get a first down in that game.
2: Hey, I mean, keep your expectations low. That was very smart of them.
1: That was that was so bad. We'll see if, if the defense wants to do that against UConn here this week. I think they probably can uh yeah. if they if they wanted to again this is a team that just got beat 48 to 14 by syracuse last week like i understand syracuse is 2-0 and now but that's they're uh, it's it, they're not good man just looking at it 202 yards of offense against syracuse in that game yeah that's disgusting and and,
2: and their defense can't stop pass they can't stop the run michigan's gonna be able to do whatever they want it's, yeah it's, it's another mess. it's
1: another great tune-up game for jj
2: yeah, at the end of the day, Jay. man,
1: get a little more comfortable with with running the offense from the get go and, and having multiple consecutive series.
2: Yeah, yeah. I I expect a pretty similar game for JJ. He's going to play one half. He'll probably complete maybe all of his passes because of how wide open everyone's going to be in his arm talent. Probably toss about 250 yards. It, 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 I expect this game to look exactly like the Hawaii
0: game.
1: For sure, yeah. We'll see. We'll see a good performance. I do wonder if they do start to get guys like you mentioned, Andre Anthony, maybe a little more involved. Just, just try and and work them in there uh, a little bit because you know you can against this opponent. Um yeah. I don't know. Uh, it it'll be an opportunity for Sherrod Moore and and Coach Weiss to get creative and maybe experiment a little bit.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I really hope we do see Andre a little bit because, I mean, he showed last year, man, in one of the biggest games of the season that he can flat-out play, and he is quick, yeah. too. And, I mean, that's what makes Michigan's receivers so good, like Roman Wilson. Um, and, like, I feel like those end-around plays that they use with Henning a lot are, are really good for him, too, cause just because those guys are just so fast.
1: Yeah. I, I also want to see the offensive line get a, a, a little more um... – well oiled, I suppose Who mm-hmm. will put, especially on the outside, you know, the inside's yeah. been good. The run blocking has been good, but hopefully they're able to shore up some things because the, they're going to go up against some pass rushers later on in the year. And hopefully that offensive line could stay up. But also the good news there is a very mobile quarterback in case things break down. So yeah. uh, I'm just glad that the quarterback thing is over, man. Me
2: too. Me too. Um, and, and that's the, that's the advantage of having this kind of schedule they were able yeah. to experiment with Kate and JJ. Um, now we've got a starting quarterback, um, and still there's you know there's time to tune things up before a really tough opponent comes. Um, it'll it'll definitely be. I'm, I'm extremely excited to see Michigan go up against Maryland. I have no idea what Maryland's going to be. If they're going to be able to, get a test, get a test the
1: defense. Talia's yeah, looked definitely. pretty good here this He's year. You know, really good. He threw for yeah. almost
2: 400 yards this past weekend. Um, so obviously we'll get into that game a lot next week. But I mean, yeah. I just I can't wait till we get into into Big Ten play.
1: For sure, man. We're almost there. Uh, any final thoughts coming off the Hawaii game and looking ahead to UConn?
2: No, I think it's 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 going to be another tune-up game. Just getting guys more experience and, like we said, um, just experimenting with some more things and getting ready for Maryland.
1: Scotty, where can we find you on social media, my man?
2: You guys can give me a follow on Twitter at ScottyWhite underscore. Um, We've got Brewcast, our Pick'em pod, and
1: we've got football stories coming out. Um, So you can find all my stuff on my Twitter page there absolutely you can find me on twitter at luke giardi l-u-k-e-g-h-i-a-r-d-i make sure to follow the mason brew twitter page as well and subscribe to us on the mason brew youtube page live here tonight on monday night big thank you to everyone who has stopped in gotten in here on the comments love hearing from you guys i know there uh you know that there isn't a whole lot to discuss quite yet but moving forward we're going to be having some fun on monday nights um Looks like, you know, tonight was a little late, about 8.30, coincided with Monday Night Football uh, a little bit, hoping to go a little earlier over the next few weeks. Sounds like we're going to be able to do that here. Um, So that's the good news. And make sure, like I said, subscribe on the YouTube page so you don't miss it. And come hang out with us, join the conversation. We love hearing from you. Also, make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. We appreciate you guys and all the support you give us here at Mesa Brew. For my partner, Scotty White, I'm Luke Yardi, and we'll see you next week on Brewcast.